Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, you are in Tampa. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am great. Uh, have you thought about what you're getting the boys? I know exactly what I'm getting, but I'm not going to say it on air. That's great. All three of them? All three of our children? Yes, uh, all th- our children. Yes. Okay. I mean, they're all, they're all young enough to be my children, and not yeah, not necessarily exactly. your children. I mean, did you play favorites? Like one got something better than the other. Like Danny, you no, happen to like got, more. I haven't gotten it yet. I just know what I'm going to get. Oh, I haven't that's gotten great. It yet. And you don't have to yes. get me anything at all. I mean, I you know, you had a very expensive dinner at the Breakers last night. And no, I, I didn't. I left. Did you really? <laughs> Why? Uh, because it was going to be very expensive and I thought I could get a better deal elsewhere. <laughs> How much was it going to be roughly? Oh, I mean, the thing, the thing about the breakers is, oh. uh, there aren't any, um, there aren't any inexpensive meal. No. Meals available at that place. Hamburgers right? got to be like 18 to 22 bucks. I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's more than, it's more than that. Actually. Is that right? Actually, I mean, I, I ended up going to this place where I got a, uh, it was a cheesesteak style, style sandwich, but it was done, instead of with beef, it was done with seared ahi. Yeah. And I got in it, and I got it, and I got that for about $17, and that was, and, and it was, ter- it was terrific. It was a, it was a great meal. Had I gone, um, yeah. had, had I, had I gone to the, uh, to the to the restaurant, and I was actually looking at the uh, at the seafood restaurant that that, that they that they had. Um, I be- I believe I was looking at, uh, for example, um, an order of fish tacos costing forty one dollars. Whenever I see something on the menu like that, I say to the person sitting across from me, "These better be the best fish tacos I've ever had in my life." Right, because normally you can usually, I mean, you can go to a lot of places and get really good fish tacos for right. like nine bucks, right? right? Right, but listen, if you're staying at the Breakers, okay, yeah. there's a saying in the car industry, specifically uh, high, high-end cars, like a Maserati. Yeah. If you walk into the Maserati dealership and you have to ask how much the Maserati is, you shouldn't be buying a Maserati. Yeah. Oh, by the way, let me ask you this. What do you think? That a uh, a Caesar salad would cost at a normal restaurant. At a normal like 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 an Applebee's or something a little higher end, or just anywhere. Like, I, what would you be willing to pay for a Caesar salad? Well, is, is there chicken usually, or shrimp on there, or just a no, straight Caesar just, salad? Croutons. Caesar salad. This is le- this is lettuce. Yeah. This is uh you know Parmesan cheese dressing. Better than average pretty- restaurant. Better than average. Yeah. yeah. You'll play. You'll pay at least. 11, 10 to 12 bucks. $27. Be, it better be the best Caesar salad I've ever had. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, time now for the lead. 
The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so you were at the breakers at the owners' meetings. That has broken up. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was there, talked all week, talked about his coaching style this week and saying he'll need to he'll need someone to dial down his aggressiveness. This is what he said. I'm going to definitely need somebody to kind of tone me back a little bit because I'm naturally an aggressive guy. I love to be able to call plays. I get bored standing on the sidelines. That happened a couple of times during the season with the Packers. Aaron, meaning Rodgers, myself, and Matt LaFleur, the head coach there, were like, let's get the ball. You just want the ball and you want to keep going. But obviously, there is the right thing to do. You're going to want someone to kind of be sure that you're doing the right thing in the right situation. How much does this concern you, knowing what we saw over the last couple of years with Vic Fangio making decisions that made people scratch their heads, especially now that Hackett is a first-year head coach and he just showed us his cards that sometimes he might make a call and you're like, what are you thinking? You know what? I would feel a lot worse if he didn't acknowledge it. Like To me, him saying that is sort of it's the first step it's identifying that there is a pro that there is a potential problem and if you have the self-awareness to do that and to know that i'm going to need somebody in there to say look this is fourth and five from your own 25 yard line it's the middle of the third quarter it's a three-point game it's okay to punt the question is, of course, is he going to listen to the person offering that advice? But I feel like he's I feel like he's going in with his eyes wide open because he know, I feel like he knows where he's weak, you know, and I, I like that. This is this isn't a coach who who feels like he has all the answers. This is a coach who feels like, OK, maybe my instinct is the wrong answer and I need someone to kind of rein me in a little bit. I, I, I like frankly. I'm encouraged by the realization of this. A lot of coaches don't have that. I like the self-awareness. However, he has kind of put himself out there. So, you know me, I like my analogies, so I'll throw one your way. You love analogies. I do. You know somebody who yells a lot at other people, and they say, I have a problem yelling at other people. And then you see them in a situation where you can see their blood is starting to boil, and then they start yelling at somebody. The reason why that is my analogy is, yes, he is aware of it, but he doesn't have enough self-control to do something about it. So it's great that he recognizes it, but if he shows that he goes for it on fourth and two from his own 37-yard line, then he has shown us, yes, he recognizes he has a problem, but he doesn't have enough self-control to do something about it. Well, and nobody's time, perfect yeah. and nobody's yeah. perfect. And I understand that you just don't want it to be in a situation that could be, there's a difference. Listen, costly is costly, but there are different levels of costly. There is, but at the same time, there are, there are some things that are going to happen where if you, let's say you do go for it a little more often than most teams do on fourth down. You cannot get it, and still it's analytically the right decision. The thing is you have to live with the consequence of being wrong. And second-guessed by everybody yes. watching in the stadium and at home and every analyst around the country that will criticize you, especially if it costs you the game. Right. I mean, you, you look, for example, at um, 
at uh, at the Chargers and Brandon Staley, and they were they had, that that was a team that was very aggressive last year in going for it on for, on fourth down. And frankly, they got and uh, and, and and frankly, it, lo- it 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 may have lost them a game or two that otherwise they they wouldn't have lost. But there were a lot of situations where, analytically speaking, going for it on fourth down was right, even though they didn't get it. I'll tell you something. What a head coach has on his plate is truly inconceivable to me and how a coach is able to do what he does, especially if he is a coach that likes to call plays, whether it's on the offensive side or the defensive side. We know that Justin Outen is the offensive coordinator, but we also know who is going to be calling plays, and that is Nathaniel Hackett, and that is a full-time job. So when you have your mind like Vic Fangio did, and Vic Fangio had a very difficult time multitasking. We saw it, if not every week, at least every other week, where there seemed to be a little hiccup here or there. And then you got to know all the rules. And then you have to know the the situational play chart. So you you really want to concentrate on the offense and calling plays. And you want to go talk to your guys after they come off the field, but you can't do that. And then you got to concentrate on the defense. And then you have to have situational awareness. That is a really difficult job. And I can see where guys make mistakes like that. And I'm not suggesting that Hackett should not be calling plays. There are plenty of head coaches who have been very successful that call plays. Uh, Currently, you have Bill Belichick calling defensive plays. Kyle Shanahan calls offensive plays. But it's a very difficult thing to do. And I'm guessing it's especially difficult for a first-year head coach trying to juggle an axe a bowling ball and an apple while trying to take a bite out of the apple. It is. It is. And it was something that Vic Fancy never got the hang of. He didn't running the defense and making those decisions. And and Nathaniel Hackett is going to be running the offense and making those, making those decisions. Now one can, what is interesting there is that you could say maybe that Hackett has a little more on his plate because when Vic was making those types of decisions, he wasn't making the call. He was making the decision to go for it or not, right. but he wasn't making the play call. Hackett has to make that decision, then he has to make the play call decision. Right. It, it, now, it is, is yeah. the ultimate in multitasking. Yeah. And this, and is I don't why, know how guys do it. Yeah. Well, and this is why I think one of the reasons why I think he will end up leaning very heavily on the on the analytics person, uh, the decision making person that will be in his ear. That person has not been hired yet. He's got. He said uh, this week that he has somebody in mind for that, and he's going to have to put his total trust in that person, and and simply follow whatever the recommendation is. Coming up after the break, uh, I could have broken this story yesterday, and I have no idea what I was thinking. Mike Singer, good on him, breaking the story that MPJ had a setback. That came out that sap- this afternoon or yesterday afternoon. I was told the same exact thing at about 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, not putting it out on Twitter. But the point is, Singer's story is dead-on accurate. MPJ did suffer a minor setback. Jamal Murray, we don't know when he's coming back. And Friday's April 1st. With that... How do the playoffs look for the Nuggets? Well, without even playing a game, it may be 
looking a little bit better. We'll tell you why next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale on your next project, whether it's a deck or a fence or something else, you need to go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Last year, I got a new HVAC unit from them, and I couldn't have been any happier on so many different levels. For starters, the price was right. Number two, I love the fact that they showed up on time. There's so many contractors out there. They're going to be there at noon. Suddenly, they show up at 1.15, and they don't even call to let you know they're going to be late. They said they were going to be there at noon. They showed up on noon. And here's something else. I got the best product on the market. It is called RUD. They work exclusively with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. So I got a great price. I got great product. And I got fantastic customer service. Now, if you get something from them right now, you're also going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, and a smart thermostat, including installation. You can't beat that deal at all. Go with the company that I go with and I trust, Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Our friend Mike Singer of the Denver Post is reporting that MPJ suffered a minor setback in his recovery from back surgery. I can tell you that's 100% true because I was told the same exact thing six hours prior and what made me not put that out on social media, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. With that, it is true. And now we are looking at the calendar, not only for MPJ, but also for Jamal Murray. We don't know when either guy is going to return to the lineup, but let's look at the calendar, Mace. Friday is already April 1st, okay? This will leave the Nuggets with four games to play in the regular season. If indeed... MPJ and Murray don't play tonight, which they're not expected to. Don't play Friday. They're not expected to. Four games to go in the regular season. In the meantime, Jazz lost last night, and boy, they keep losing. And now the Jazz and the Nuggets are tied for the fifth seed, even though the Jazz hold the tie break. Has it kind of hit the point now that the Nuggets just need to shut down both MPJ and Murray? Yes. At this point, it's... And I I hate saying it, but... This is the uh, this is the moment uh, in in Hoosiers where uh, Norman Dale would turn to this would turn to the student body, gesture at his team uh, without Jimmy Chitwood, and tell everybody, "This is your team. This Denver Nuggets without MPJ, without Jamal Murray, there isn't enough time for them to get back and be of use in the postseason. This is what you got." 
I, I thought don't think any, I don't think there's any use in 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 pushing it. Just get him ready for next season. I thought you were going to say that Mike Malone was going to get out a stepladder with a tape measure and say, "See, the rim is still ten feet." Yeah, well, it's funny because that's actually you would imagine teams coming into Denver and be and and being a little bit taken by the elevation, and you'd imagine other coaches saying that you know just because you're fifty two eighty feet, it's still. 10 feet from the rim to the floor and it's still 15 feet from the front of the rim to the foul line. Right. Right. The yeah. dimension, the elevation is different, but the dimensions are the same. I even start, though they, I yeah, st- even though they tell you in the locker, when you come out of the locker room, you see that sign warning, you're at high out. El- you are at a high elevation. You may get lightheaded, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I've been covering the nuggets since 2004 and there were two really impressive seasons or half seasons that I remember. Uh, the first one was when George Carl took over. And I think when he took over, the team went something like 32 and eight. It was an unbelievable run. But then yeah. again, they had some serious talent on that team as well, including Carmelo Anthony. Then there was another season. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm hoping, but no, you will. I believe the full season after the Carmelo Anthony trade, the Nuggets with Danilo Gallinari and Wilson Chandler won something like 57 games. That sound about right to you? It does. Okay. Right after the trade, yeah. I think I think they were 57 and 25. Something like that. Okay. With that, both of those runs were incredibly impressive. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, playing basically the entire season with Jokic and Aaron Gordon and a rookie in Bones Highland and Will Barton, who has been inconsistent, and you're getting on and off production from the green guys, um, Monty Morris has been hit or miss. The fact that the Nuggets have won a franchise best 23 regular season road games. And I don't think, I don't think most reasonable people would have said, if you went the whole season without MPJ, basically, and Jamal Murray, you'd be tied for the fifth seed roughly around April 1st. I think people would say you're absolutely nuts. This might be one of the most impressive runs in Nuggets history since I started covering, I shouldn't say history, since I've started covering the Nuggets. But then again, before I covered the Nuggets, it wasn't really that impressive at all. Until, unless you go to the Doug Moe era. Yeah, but that I mean, that was a long time ago, the 1990s and yep. uh, early 2000s. Let's face it, they were, uh, you know, they were, they were something of, of, of a, of a wasteland. I mean, it's funny you mentioned their, you know, the, the road, rec- the road record. I mean, it's really, I mean, yeah. it's really something else to see, to see a 23 and 16 road record with two games left in the year guaranteed mo- most in, in history. Um, the nuggets in their, in their history, they they only have a plus 500 road record six times. Mm-hmm. And with far more talent on the roster, I mean, I mean, top to bottom, three of those six are actually, I'll go further Four, or three, no, three of those six are the last three years. And the season before that 2018, 2019 was the seventh best road record in team history at 20 and 21. So four of their seven best road records all time have come in the last four years. And by the way, who's been the head coach during that time? Right, Michael Malone. And who seems to question Michael Malone all the time? A lot of people. This might be his best coaching job. And I'm including the year they went to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. 
This has been an unbelievable coaching job. The way he has taken a bunch of pieces that don't necessarily fit and where they are in the standings and what they've done on the road has been incredibly impressive. At the same time, I mean, like if there's one thing that is actually disappointing here, and I think we're going to, I think it's worth pointing out the home, the, the, the road record. It's substantial. It's substantial. It's very interesting that their, that their home record is pedestrian. Their, their home winning percentage right now this year is the 30th best in franchise history. Okay. Well, let me, hold on. Well, let, let me take a, okay. Let me just take a step back. Danny, I'm going to ask you, I watch the Nuggets for sure. You watch a lot more games than me. Would you look at this Nuggets offense and say it's a running offense up and down the floor? Uh, I think they want to be, but I don't think it is. And that's why they don't win as much as home at home. That's the answer the I thought that you would give. Yeah, yeah you, that's the elevate. They can't use the elevation to their advantage if they're not running. Because you're not running the floor with Jokic. You're just not. You need to get into more half-court sets because he is better in half-court sets unless he's under his own basket and he chucks it 90 feet down the floor for another beautiful pass, better than anything Locke and Bridgewater did last year, and suddenly you have an easy bucket. But when they don't have that outlet pass, they look like a herd of elephants going down the court at times. That's it. But running is not it's, it's not their strong point. Well, but then again, when you get Jamal Murray there, then they do run the ball a lot more. And that's what they're. Yeah. And then MPJ, if you have MPJ and Murray and MPJ is running because he's trying, he's getting to his spot in the corner. Right. Think about what this lineup will look like next year with a bunch of young guys. If they're all healthy, Murray running the point, hopefully, hopefully Bones Highland, that, that, that kid, you know, drinks jumping beans for breakfast. I mean, he's always hopping all over the place. MPJ, you don't want him running too much because you don't want him to get hurt, but but he's pretty active. Aaron Gordon can run. And then you have Jokic, who is athletic enough. That's a team that will run teams out of a building, specifically at home, and that's where they're going to be able to gas other teams when they come to elevation. This team is not set up that way right now, and that's why I think their home record isn't as good. And the reason why they're better on the road is because they do play more half court. And other teams, when they yeah. when the Nuggets travel, they're not going to gas teams on the road at sea level like they would at home. It's funny because that team that we just that we mentioned earlier in the show, the one that was fifty seven and twenty five, that was the twenty twelve thirteen Nuggets. Yep. They and that team, their their mo was to run. Yep. They, they, you know, they they weren't they weren't going to outpower you. They were going to outrun you and outfinesh you. That team is, the and they one weren't going to outtalent you either. Yeah, when Danilo Gallinari is yeah. your best player, yeah. he, he he he's not lighting it up for thirty every night. And that team went thirty-eight and three at home, and went nineteen and twenty-two on the road. Give me that roster again. You got Gallinari, Wilson, Chandler. They had Mozgov on that team. Who else? They had. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just let me just think of think here for a moment. Um, God, are you trying to impress but, me? This off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was I, Ty I was Lawson just, I, on that team? I I I, I think. How about he if I was. look it up? No, I, okay, I, I have it now in okay. front of me. Okay, Good they had you. that. They still had. They had Andre Iguodala. Yep. 
They did have to, I wasn't sure if Lawson was still there or he was not, but he yeah. was there. Uh, they had uh, they had Andre Miller toward the end of his career. He wasn't much they of a had, runner, but he he could he right. could move the ball and push the ball. Right. I'll, I'll never was, forget. They, they, had, they had they had Javale they had Javale McGee active on on, on that team. Yep. And the other thing, remember that was a, they didn't have uh, their leading scorer was Ty Lawson, but he was only sixteen point seven. They had they had six guys in double digits, including Corey Brewer and Kenneth three. Right. Well, yeah, it, and, it, it was they, they, their whole the, the whole thing was to kind of come at you in waves. And right. But they and it was remarkable what they did really without an alpha on that team. Well, I'll quote the former GM of the team who drafted Ty Lawson, Mark Workentine, and he was spot on in his analysis. And this is what he said the day after Ty Lawson was traded, a guy that you're pretty familiar with, because where did he play again? North Carolina. He was a point guard when they won the national title. He referred to Ty Lawson as a one-man fast break. And he pushed and pushed and pushed. And I'm guessing their home record was something special, wasn't it? At Carolina back then? No, I'm talking about the Nuggets or, with Ty Lawson well, running like, the point. Like I said, it was the, it was, that year was literally the best home record mm. in Nuggets history. It was 38 because they had a guy who wanted to push the floor, push the ball. And Andre Miller was a fantastic passer. He wouldn't run up the court, but he had enough pace where he would push the pace. Coming up after the break, we're going to continue our NBA conversation. We're going to talk about a team that is arguably the greatest disappointment. And this is not hyperbole. Arguably the greatest disappointment in sports history. And we are watching this play out on most nights during the NBA season. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Well, Mace, when I'm wrong, I will say that I'm wrong. I thought the Lakers experiment was going to work. And I said that at the beginning of the season. I said, you know what? LeBron James will find a way to get all of those egos and all of that talent together. And I don't know what was more of a more miserable failure, my prediction or what LeBron James has done as a leader on that team. If the NBA season ended today, the Lakers would miss the playoffs. There have been a lot of disappointing teams throughout sports, no doubt. But the Lakers, who are the 11th seed right now, they're not even in the play-in playoff game. With that, can you think of another team that was more disappointing with all the expectations than the Lakers this season? You know, there are some people who would say, like, the the member of the Eagles' dream team of 2011. But I, I do. The difference was 
while that team had put together a lot of talent, it's not like they had accomplished a lot before. The, I believe the previous year uh, with uh, Michael Vick at quarterback, they lost in the in the wild card game. And what we're looking at with this Laker team is that uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis together had already won a championship. So they'd actually so this team, as it were, for the most part together, they've they had won a title. They had shown that they could go all the way. Right. And so that's what I mean. I, you you, you kind of you start, start going you start going down the list here and. Uh, this this team might be in a class of its own. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers back in the day with Kobe and Shaq, and then they brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton, they were not favored, to the best of my knowledge, to win a title that year. And they still made the finals that year. Right. This Lost team, this team, along with, by the way, the only thing saving the Nets are the Lakers as a huge disappointment. The Nets have been a major flop as well. Now, it didn't help that Kyrie Irving didn't get a chance to play in all the games he should have played in, you know, COVID-related issues that he didn't want to get the vaccine. We don't need to go down that road. But honestly, Durant and and Harden were, were not a good match together. And the Nets are a major disappointment, too. This is my biggest takeaway from this season for the Lakers. And this has been talked about at nauseum nationally and we haven't really talked about it at all for as great as lebron james is and he's one of the greatest players of all time he goes down a peg in my book because of this season he just does because at the end of the day when you look at the all-time greats they never suffered seasons like this jordan didn't chamberlain didn't magic bird not until the very end. I mean, like, and, and that's a little different when, when you're talking. Like, Michael Jordan, I'm not counting Michael Jordan with the Wizards. No. Right. And I wouldn't either. Yeah. And when, when the Warriors were really bad a couple of years ago, was Steph Curry playing on that team? Or was he injured? I thought, it, I thought he was injured that year. Yeah. So you can't even pin that on Curry. But this is an epic fail for LeBron James. And not only is it an epic fail in terms of leadership, it's an epic fail that he wanted to build this team the way he wanted to build it. Yeah, it makes you, it makes you wonder about LeBron James being somebody's general manager down the line. I mean, <laughs> right. th- this season is enough to say, uh, no, I don't want LeBron building my team. And the funny thing is that we've had the discussion about LeBron, how he wants to be in a situation where he's got Bronny on his team in a couple of years, right? Right, right. Right. Would you trust him to be involved in roster decisions after this fiasco? I'll tell you this. He he hinted that he might want to go back to Cleveland. Dan Gilbert wasn't thrilled that LeBron James left Cleveland the second time, but he was tired of listening to LeBron James trying to roster build. And now LeBron James has proven he's not good at it, and he hinted that he wanted to go back to Cleveland. And I can see where Dan Gilbert says, not only don't I want you, we don't need you. I mean, they, they're, Cleveland is building a nice little team right now. I mean, they're they're seventh seed in the East. They're one game back of uh, moving out of the of the uh, the play-in rounds. But there, that is a team that's headed in the right direction. I mean, you would it's like you would take 
overall. I mean, obviously, yeah, the, the the Lakers have the stars in LeBron and Anthony Davis, but in terms of an of an overall roster construction today, you you'd probably take the Cavs over over the Lakers. You would take you'd consider taking North Carolina or Duke over the Lakers because they have just flat out quit. They've yeah. quit. All of those future Hall of Famers, and there are a lot of them on the roster, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, all of them are going to the Hall of Fame, and they have turned into Hall of Shame quitters. That's what they've done. They have quit. It's amazing. I mean, I'm not saying that I thought they would win. I mean, they, 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 they were struggling last year. I didn't think this was going to be a team necessarily won the title, but this is that that's why I, you have I, to me, they are the greatest disappointment. It's not, it's not just, just that this team merely kind of mucked around as a fourth or a fifth seed. We've seen a lot of teams that you thought, okay, they should have won the Super Bowl or the world series, or the Stanley cup or the NBA finals or whatever. And that they came in, that they came in as kind of a fringe playoff team. And that was it. I mean, if, if it were not for the four team play in tournament, we would be we would be writing the eulogy for the Lakers because they're five and a half games back of the Clippers for the eighth spot. They would be done. Right. They're only they're only saved by this. I admit it's contrived, but it does create a little bit of an ex, of excitement and it keeps a few more teams in contention for for longer. And so I'm okay with that. But they're saved by this contrived. This this contrived experiment with a with a play in tournament. The Lakers have lost seven of their last nine games, and here is the point differential. All right, the, I'll go back to March thirteenth. They lost to the Suns by twenty nine. They lost to Toronto by double digits. They lost to Minnesota by twenty. They lost to Washington by eight. They had a close one against Philly. They only lost by five. LeBron they, didn't play that game. Uh, against against Philly? Philly? Yeah, Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook led him with 24. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, they lost that game by eight. They just lost to Dallas by 18. They're not even, I mean, we're not even talking about one-point games here. No. They're, they're, they're losing by a sizable margin. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, fortunately for the Nuggets, they have the Lakers twice uh, before the end of the season, so they should get a couple easy wins. Tonight, they're in Indiana taking on the Pacers. It's a big spread for the Nuggets to cover. We'll talk about that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. My feel like rain. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, deck, fence, anything like that, don't go to the big box stores. 
Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products because not only are you getting great quality, you are getting the best pricing out there. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Ty, longtime Packers fan who just happens to be the marketing director for Rocky Mountain Forest Products. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm great, Eric, and a phenomenal intro. I am a Packers fan. I still think that right now I could play receiver for the uh, Packers, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, where do where do you want to begin? I mean, what are you going to do by your wide receiver course? Should we talk about uh, where people can get great lumber? Where do you want to go? Uh, let's talk about the lumber. We can start with that and close out on the joke that is the Packers receiving core. Okay. And on a lot. All right. So a lot of people are, are thinking about the type of projects that they're going to be doing this upcoming summer. You know, a lot of people like to be outside. They want to build a deck. They might want to build a fence. How much money, realistically, is somebody going to save going with Rocky Mountain Forest products instead of a big box store? So not only are you going to get the expertise and the uh, recommendations from our sales guys that are all trained in just specifically lumber products, uh, you're also going to be saving anywhere from 20 to 30%. Uh, and we also can help with stain, screws, all of the stuff that goes along with fencing, decking, and siding. And on top of it, you have uh, you know peace of mind that this is a locally owned and family operated business and it has been here for 48 years. So... I think that when people hear, wow, I'm saving 20 to 30%, they might be thinking, well, how good is the quality really? Well, how great is the quality? So that's the whole thing with us is we only specifically get premium products. We don't bring in any of the, you know, cracked and splintered stuff. We try to always reimburse people as well, and it's one of those things that we actually uh, hang our hat on because we do have the best products that we can possibly get our hands on. And being mill direct, if you ever needed a, you know, to match an exact, like an exact profile, or if you needed to actually, you know, do something special, like whether it's dog ear pickets or just square edge pickets or anything like that, we can work directly with the mill and get that for you. Is it the relationships that you guys have built over the decades that allows you to pick and choose the quality that you want, and that's what makes the quality so good? So that's exactly it. Because we've had relationships with these uh, mills for over, you know, 30 to 40 years, we actually are able to, you know, kind of, you know, work with them and say, hey, uh, because we typically get first choice of products. So it's it's kind of a win-win for both of us because they're open to uh, work with us. And at the same time, you know, it's great for the customer on their end. What the hell are you guys going to do a wide receiver? I mean, seriously. No, genuinely, I have no idea. I've heard a lot of Julio Jones talk, but I feel like everyone's talking about Julio Jones. Right. So, are you concerned? And then I hear Odell Beckham. Are you concerned for hey, the first ahead. time in a long time about this offense, even though you have Aaron Rodgers? Uh, just the receiving side of it. I'm still incredibly confident in our running back room, and you know we should be getting Robert Tunyon back at tight end. I have no issue with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, receiver, though, uh, we have an undrafted free agent, Randall Cobb, who's like 35, and then Amari Rogers, who's our kick returner as our top three right now. So not super thrilled. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how much is the loss of Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers' loss, and the Broncos' gain? Uh, well, I mean, on the Pat McAfee show, I know Aaron Rodgers sung his praises all year as being a massive uh, players guy, so... I think it's actually going to be a pretty big uh, benefit for the Broncos. We've already kind of seen that through some of his press conferences and everything, of the uh, character that he is, which uh, apparently the locker room gravitates towards. So great for the Broncos. Getting Russell Wilson doesn't hurt for locker room morale either. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Packers will make do. They always seem to, so we'll see how that works out. I'm going to give you a shout-out. Uh, as, as Andrew knows and all of our listeners and our viewers know, every Monday we do the uh, Rocky Mountain Forest Products shout-out question on Monday. We do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge on Friday to the Just Us Guys podcast. Uh, give yourself a little plug on how people can find you. Okay, yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, yeah, no, me and my buddies do a Just Those Guys podcast. It's literally about all sports. Uh, this past one was actually pretty heavy into Masters speculation because it looks like Tiger's going to actually be playing in the Masters along with uh, the wind-up to the playoffs for both the NHL and uh, NBA. But, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, guys sitting around just having a good time talking sports, kind of what you guys do, just a little more lax because the SEC doesn't really play a factor in our conversations. Right. I need a one-word answer, and remember the audience that you are talking to. Will the Atlanta Braves repeat okay. as World Series champions? No. Oh, man. You I, just, know, I know you, who I'm talking you, to. You killed no. yourself. <laughs> uh, who's going to win, Duke or UNC? UNC. That's an easy one. Uh, Andrew, you got a problem with at least one of those answers? I know he has a problem with one of those answers. I know he likes the second answer, though. Is he your friend? You know, is, is... You, you know what? You know what? The thing with the Braves that's interesting is <laughs> – Despite the fact that they've won four straight division titles, like they won in 2018 and 2019, they weren't the favorite to win even their division. 2020, 2021. I'm content with the Braves just perpetually being the underdog that everybody sleeps on a little bit. That's fine. But I think right now the betting favorite in the NL East, for example, is the Mets. Fine. Let it happen. Whatever. <laughs> Ty, how I, mean, do I understand that. Ty, how do people find you? Uh, go check out our website at rmft.com. We have blogs, a ton of we have a ton of content on there. Uh, everything to help you really get a feel for the research stage of any product. And on top of it, you know we have a YouTube channel at Rocky Mountain Forest Products, and we have a ton of interesting content on there as well. Ty, have a great day and have a great weekend. You too, Eric. Thank you. See, you, man. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets continuing their road trip, taking on the Indiana Pacers just in a little bit here, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. That game set to tip Indiana on a four-game skid, and Denver are road favorites by nine and a half. Do you, you see the Nuggets winning by double digits this evening? You know what? How often do we talk about the Nuggets and say that they play up or down to the level of their competition mm-hmm. and and here and here you go again in the an indiana pacers team that has uh ha, has been irrelevant for the for the better part of the season i'm the nuggets will win straight up but they'll win by less than nine i'll take the pacers uh, on the points i'm gonna i'm gonna flip the script i'm gonna ask both of you guys john gray was just announced the starter for the texas rangers on opening day what do you think of that? Danny, you start. Good for John. Mace? Uh, I have I have long believed that when John Gray left, he was going to maybe not be a, 
an ace on a, 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 a high level, but would be a ver- would be a very a very good starting picture getting out of Colorado. And this, it does not surprise me that he's done enough for the Rangers and impressed them enough in spring training that he's going to go on opening day. I got to tell you something. I've covered a lot of guys in that Rockies locker room, and he's one of the nicest guys I've ever been around. Well, we've had him on. He's a he's a tremendous guy. He's a t- yes, he is. Uh, I mean, he always went out of his way when I went down to spring training with Les. He would drive himself over to our location, and actually, uh, one reason I like John so much is because. If uh, we did a doppelgagger, if that's the right word to use, uh, the doppelgagger for John Gray is Danny Bay. Doppelganger? That too. Ganger, yeah. Hey, Ganger, good job, Danny. Gangbanger, <laughs> whatever. That's going to do it for us. Mountain High Appliance. I'm not hip like the kids, apparently. Is it doppelganger? Doppelganger. Although, who's, who's yeah, your doppelganger? I, oh, um... You know that that's a good question. Um, there's actually a guy who uh, does some web stuff for the Dallas Cowboys who uh, looks very looks very similar to me, uh, but has a full beard instead of a goatee. I'll tell you, people used to say this to me all the time when I was younger, because when it's the summer, I get really dark. My skin gets really really dark, and people and I, and I never liked this. I never liked this comparison. Mm-hmm. And this is old school. Danny doesn't remember him. People used to say I looked like George Hamilton. Really? Yes, because my skin gets really dark in the summer. I tan very easily. And to me, he looks slick and greasy. And I'm thinking, wow, that's what people think of me. Thank you very much. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. That is customer service, not to mention their sales staff has been there for decades. And when you make a purchase, uh, like redoing your entire kitchen or some a couple of appliances for your kitchen, you want to make sure that you have people who can answer the right questions for you because not every refrigerator is the same. Not every stove is the same. Get what you want because you're working with people who will know what you want when you talk to them. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville. Littleton, you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, I was thinking about this last week, Mace. George Payton, when everybody thinks he's going to zig, specifically in the media, he zags. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you three or four concrete examples that, and I'm going to say this about myself, and I might have to say this about you. What we think he's going to do He tends to do just the opposite. He has become brilliant at keeping the scent off the trail. We'll talk about that next. I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. 